Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. We have a terrific show for you today, but before we get to it, uh, we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And as promised, we have a great guest for you today. He is Nate Costa. He is the president of the Springfield Thunderbirds. Your Springfield Thunderbirds that went uh, all the way to the finals in the American Hockey League came up just a couple of games short. But what a, what a great year, Nate. Congratulations uh, from, from everybody, especially here at those of us here at Business West, what an exciting year. Yeah, it is. Uh, Eastern Conference champions, right? So the first time a team in, in Springfield has been recognized as Eastern Conference champions in 31 years. So um, like you said, we would have loved to have raised the Calder Cup, but um, a very successful year um, nonetheless. But we want to talk about all that. We want to talk about um, basically the year that was. Let's kind of go back and recap it quick. We want to talk about you know, what this means for the team uh, moving forward. Uh, and we just want to talk about how you build on this. Obviously, now you've got some momentum. You've, you've got, you had the region's attention, but now you've really got his attention. And I'm sure that you and your your, your team there are hard at work looking uh, at ways to build on this and, and to get going. So um, let's go back and just kind of recap this year when you're an American Hockey League franchise of, some things are within your control and some things are not. Uh, this year, things just fell into place. Uh, talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I think the the most recent history, things fell right into place. It's it's really been a challenging season. Um, you know, it, it uh, you know, COVID, we were hopeful at the beginning of the year that COVID was behind us, but it kind of, it kind of spot, uh, sprouted out multiple times throughout the year um, in terms of affecting not only our, our business, but then also on, on the actual hockey side. Um, and so like there were some, there were some challenging times, but um, overall uh, you know, we, we had a plan and we got to get back to business and we were hosting games and that those were all the positive things. Um, you know, it, it, it was, it was a challenge to get through though. I mean, just like any business, this is just, you have no blueprint for it. Um, obviously, we we went dark during that previous season uh, with a long term mindset, and that turned out to be the the absolute right decision. Um, really put us in a position to bring you know come back fully staffed, put a ton of resources behind it, and and really put uh, ourselves in a really good position to lay some foundational work during the year. And then the performance on the ice, like we kind of talked about going back to year one. Um, you know, we were hopeful that the performance on the ice would come along and, and our partnership with the St. Louis Blues um, has, uh, you know, come to, you know, has really put us in a great position that those guys valuing, uh, you know, developing their players in a winning environment um, has helped, you know, us on the ice, which, you know, got us to a point towards the end of the year to where, you know, um, we were able to make a long playoff run. And like you said, 
um, we're well underway in terms of taking advantage of the momentum that we've now had um, on the business side. You know, we're, we're already at this point, which is July 14th, um, close to a hundred full season tickets ahead of where we were at the end of this, this current season. So everything we sell from now to the beginning of the year is going to be growth. Um, and just to give you guys some perspective, uh, you know, when we took over the franchise in 2016, we had about 325 full season ticket members. Now we're up to close to 1200. So almost a thousand new full season ticket members. And those are not including our corporate partners who have continued to grow too. So, um, you know, we have put ourselves in a really good position for sustainability moving forward. And uh, the run, the run helped a ton. You know, I, I, I need to give a lot of credit to our staff, you know, them being ready and prepared to take advantage of the run. That That's a big part of this as well. So, well, like I said, when, when things go right, you, you have to have the players of uh, the parent team has to be in a cooperative position, uh, no injuries. Uh, and then they've got to go out and do it on the ice. And, and you guys did it all year long. You were in first place for, a real good chunk of the year, if not uh, almost the entire year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, correct. And uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the, the blues, the, so many, so many things had to happen for us even to get to the finals, you know, and, and that was, it was a special run. Um, you know, we, we had a, not only did we have success on the ice, but it was just the way that they were winning and, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, getting a, a goalie goal and, you know, us having a number of game winning goals and in the final seconds and come from behind wins. Like, you know, it just had the feeling that something special was going on and that, you know, getting to that point, obviously we hadn't been there in 31 years. The last time a Springfield team made it was 31 years ago to the finals. So you have to have some luck and you also have to have some good fortune. And they kind of came together this year. And, you know, the, the positive part with this and, and with now the continuity with St. Louis is we're going to have over half the team returning next year, which is not something in my time, you know, since taking over in 2016 that we've had um, year over year. And so, you know, I think there will be a lot of familiar faces coming back. And I think that's going to really lead to some some real positive momentum as we get to October. And, um, you know, going as late as we did, we, we only finished up two weeks ago. We're, we're only three months away from opening night, which is crazy. I mean, it's putting us a little bit behind on the business side, mm -hmm. but, you know, you'd sacrifice that a little bit to have all the positivity around the franchise moving forward. Sure. Now, you and I have talked many times since uh, the, the team came to be uh, several years ago. And in, in a lot of those talks, you talked about the importance of, of winning, how you could have a, uh, a good franchise. You can have a, a city like Springfield. Uh, you can have a, a decent size population to draw from, but your, your team has to, to win to really capture the attention of a region and, and, and get a lot of momentum. And I think that this year you've, you've kind of proven that definitely. Uh, do you want to just talk about, I mean, winning doesn't solve every problem, but it, it, it certainly creates opportunities and, and can bring a franchise along. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when we first started talking, um, you know, I, I always expressed a lot of confidence that on the business side, you know, I, uh, we thought, you know, me by extension, the ownership have always thought this was a good AHL market. And um, we had to put our head down and do our work and lay the foundation and start bringing out groups and grow the season ticket base and grow the corporate base and, and really just grow a fan base in general. And, um, over the first four years of the franchise before we hit COVID, like we were able to do that and then some, 
Um, but now we've partnered that you know foundation that we've laid on the business side coming out of COVID with a, an NHL partner that does value winning at this level and that does value success um, here, which you know takes everything that we do to the next level. And so, you know, I, I'm actually pretty grateful that you know, um, and it's kind of worked out perfectly that we had those first years to really build the business, lay a foundation. And obviously if we would have had some winning men, it would have helped that and accelerated the growth. But, um, you know, we were in a really good position uh, this past season to really take advantage of the, the on ice success. Um, and, you know, a testament to the staff and a testament to the ownership in terms of being fully ready at the beginning of the playoff run, you know, we put a lot of resources behind creating excitement around branding the playoffs and, you know, at the beginning of that, there's no guarantee you could get knocked out in the first round, but we found it really important to put resources behind creating a playoff logo, creating a playoff brand, um, really um, making it feel like a pro experience from top to bottom. And I think that I think a, a lot of that had some runoff on the hockey side, but then also people in the region, you know, like there, we, we, I think we always thought we could be the talk of the town and it, we really became that over the last few months where um, it was the water cooler talk, right? Like we were hearing from so many people that, you know, we were just topical and that people were excited about the run. And um, we really wanted to bring back the first Calder Cup to Springfield in 31 years. I mean, that was our main goal mm-hmm. mission, but um, I think accomplishing what we did is also still a very successful year for us. Okay. You're listening to Business Talk, the podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Nate Costa. He is the president of the Springfield Thunderbirds, the Eastern Conference champion Thunderbirds. And we're talking about the momentum gained this year and, and how we build on that. I, I imagine you, you had a lot of people who probably saw your team for the first time had heard about it and, and may have, have waited until a year like this one to come out and, and see them. And probably the same with, with some of your corporate sponsors as well. Now we get to talk about how we build on this momentum. What, what are we, the next couple of weeks, the next few months going to be like? Well, it's going to, it's going to be a breakneck speed off season. Um, but, you know, I think luckily we've, we've, we've always done a nice job of being kind of ready and prepared to uh, turn the page. And uh, this year it, it's been a nice combination of, of, you know, not only focusing on continuing to sell the business and having extra games and extra economic impact in downtown through the playoff run, but, um, you know, we get we get going on our selling for the following year well with you know well within the current season, right? So we had launched our full season ticket sales in March. Um, the extra time in our season, you know, getting to play through July gave us a lot of extra face to face selling time, both on the corporate side and on the on the ticket side. So we're in a really, really good place on that front. You know, I think the main goal for us here over the next few months is, um, you know, to to do our, our offsite planning, to, to put a, a bookmark on the end of this year and um, to start building our, our themes and our promos and all the good stuff that we do on the business side, the experiential stuff. Um, you know, I, I think over the last five years, we've created a really good um foundation on on the theme and promo side to where you know we've got our our throwback nights and we've got our our military nights and our isotopes night and all those fun nights the pink and the rink night and in those we've done a, a yearly we do those yearly and we continue to build on those and then we find you know ways to sprinkle in some other good stuff and 
for us, I think this year, it's really going to be at the beginning of the season and for opening night, it's going to be a celebration of the Eastern Conference Championship. Like, you can't really go too far after that. So, you know, we're really starting to plan in earnest of, you know, raising a banner into the rafters and, you know, having a real good celebration on opening night. And then um, how that transitions into um, getting back to some of the things that we normally do. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, like we always have done, trying to raise the bar and continuing to do things uh, the right way. And now, you know, there aren't a ton of wholesale changes, right? Like now we, I think we've got a really good base to work off of, uh, really good um, support. And now it's about retention and growth and um, continuing to stay on the path forward. Like that's, that's uh, that's the goal for me. Were there some key lessons that you learned? I mean, this is obviously the first time we've gone this far in 31 years. Uh, and we learned from, from each season and from each new experience. What did we learn during this long protracted playoff run? Well, if personally, I spent a lot more time uh, working hand in hand with the hockey side. And, and uh, you know, that was a big area of growth, I think, on my, on my front, you know, getting a chance to be a support to St. Louis and, um, you know, going through the run, we never wanted to be a reason why the team lost. So finding ways to get it, you know, get the team there in a day or two early, uh, if you're playing on a road game or, you know, some of those things where we can be a factor. Um, and then on the, on the business front, um, you know, there, there weren't a lot of drastic changes this past year, you know, like I think the model that we have is, is proving to be a successful one. And so for me, um, you know, we had about a half a, a new staff this past year because coming out of COVID, we had to oh. hire, you know, about nine of our people were brand new. So uh, I'm most looking forward to having one year under our belt for all of us. And like they, a lot of my staff now have gone through, you know, the entirety of a run. So I think we feel a lot of confidence in terms of how we how we performed and what we did on the marketing side and how we sold the, the finals. And like I met with my staff yesterday to kind of download a little bit and start looking at the the, the next season, um, you know, really, I, I've got a lot of pride in terms of how we handled ourselves. If you, if you looked at the finals, I, I feel like we were the pride of the AHL and, and, you know, we did everything right on the business side, I felt like. We filled the building every single playoff game or every single finals game specifically. We sold out just about every single Eastern Conference championship game. If you looked at Chicago and a city that is uh, well over 20 times the size of our city, uh, we sold out our building every night and they have they, they announced less people in their building for that for their finals. So, you know, you, you look at how you compare to others and how you can compare to other markets and, you know, us finishing 12th in the league in attendance this past year in the regular season of a 31 team league. Um, you know, we're right in the mix with a, with a lot of bigger markets. And I think what we've been able to do is show that Springfield is a viable market and that, uh, you know, we're, we are, we can provide a real pro experience here. And, and I think we do that when, when we are the, uh, you know, when we have the spotlight on us here in Springfield, you know, we take a lot of pride in terms of, uh, you know, uh, representing our city. And uh, I think that came through immensely this, this past year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're still working on the books, but does a longer year like this translate into a successful year financially? Yeah, it it does, George. I mean, you know, the 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 last two so the the Calder Cup playoffs are a challenge and it's like a you know, that that was a that was another learning experience for me because the first two rounds of the Calder Cup playoffs, unlike say the the major pro 
are not necessarily money makers right off the hop. It's it's really challenging to to turn games around. Like we're we're a group driven business a lot of times. You know, we we obviously have a lot of full season tickets, but you know, when we get to a sellout night of seven thousand people, we have about three thousand group tickets in the building when we get there. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you start the playoff run and, and you have to flip a games and sell games and market games within a week, you know, a group sale takes at least a month time if you do it the right way. And so you lose that built in cushion of groups. Um, and so then it becomes, uh, you know, a strategy of how do you have a great combination of filling the building and doing it the right way? And then also, you know, having that momentum swell as you get round by round. Um and so in some of the league fees are kind of exorbitant and everything else. So like I was with my experience, I had, I had a plan in place that I knew if we could get through round one and two, we would really be able to take advantage and which we did, you know, we, we evaluated pricing. Um, we were using dynamic pricing. And then by the time we got to round three, um, there was a ton of uh, excitement and demand and momentum. And, and we really capitalized on that. The team helped by winning, um, and then by the time the finals came around, we were fully ready and able to take advantage of that. And we did not only on the ticket and corporate side, but our merchandise this year has just been unbelievable. Um, mm. You know, we've done over $700,000 in merchandise revenue. Um, and in comparison, when we took over the franchise in that year, that last year, the Falcons, they were doing about 140000 So on the merchandise side alone, um, you know, we're finding areas to continue to grow our revenue and take advantage. And it's a testament to the people I have in this chair too, because in the playoffs, there's not a lot of lead time. So, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff where we're sourcing t-shirts, we're, sur- we're sourcing hats, we're sourcing things, and we're turning it around in two or three days. And especially in the, in the environment we're all living in, in terms of uh, supply demand and that type of stuff, it's been really challenging to find goods um, so like, you know, I just feel really, really good about the, all the effort that was put in because not only did we have the success, but we fully took advantage of it and we're fully ready to. And again, um, I, I couldn't give more credit to my staff and my ownership for, for being ready to do that too, you know? So what are you hearing on the, the street? I mean, it, this is good, not just for the Thunderbirds, but it was, was good for Springfield as well. I mean, it was, you really had to be careful when you left downtown, uh, those nights because, Oh, the traffic was coming in for those playoff games. It was really good to see that. But uh, I'm sure it was a a great uh, run for the businesses downtown as well. Are you, are you getting that positive feedback? Or? Yeah, I mean, not only the – I think the businesses and the restaurants and the bars and, and you know, the, the Springfield Business Improvement District and the marketplace down here, um, we all really, I, I think, took advantage, full advantage of that. You know, 11, we had 11 extra home games over the course of two months. So – we, we were actually able to host 49 dates at the Mass Mutual Center this year. So, you know, not only are they getting and seeing the runoff, but we were able to keep people employed and keep them on the books through two extra months here at the Mass Mutual Center and keep the building open and keep the, the economic impact rolling. And, um, you know, I, I think for us, it's now putting the focus back on how do we continue to get, you know, just continue to get better, continue to improve things on the, on the fringes and, you know, the big project being worked on right now as we speak is the parking garage across the street. Like that'll be um, a great thing for all of us in downtown Springfield when it's eventually completed, but that'll be a challenge going into the year. But it's something that obviously the state sees value in improving. And I think, you know, we've done our part in terms of showing that, you know, we can fill this building and it can be a viable solution. And that having that artery across the street is very necessary. Um, 
but yeah, absolutely. Like, obviously we, we stay in touch with a lot of the partners in the local area, especially the local restaurants and businesses. And, you know, we know that Theodore's and, and Red Rose and all the MGM specifically too was rocking on all of our game nights. And I think it's a validation for us that, you know, we, we are, um, we, we are able to make a pretty big impact. Well, again, congratulations on a terrific season. You've got a lot to build on. I know it's going to be a crazy off season. That's the downside of going deep into the playoffs. The next season comes up uh, really, really quickly. But uh, I think you and your team are up for it. You've, you've shown that in the past, and I'm sure you're going to keep on showing it moving forward. So congratulations again. And continue you, good luck. Thank you for being on the, the podcast. We'll, we'll have you on again soon, maybe Sounds as the new season uh cranks up to start back in september sounds good thank you george thank you again all right and thank you to all, all of you for listening this has been another episode of business talk the podcast presented by business west in partnership with living local and sponsored by people's bank i'm george o'brien the editor of business west we'll see you next time